So you listened to all the episodes that you I, could listen to? Absolutely. The ones that were in English, I did. And actually made notes with the kind of each, each episode I kind of listened to. I wrote little notes. You are listening to Padded Cell Podcast conversation around mental health. I'm your host, Anthony Oluwich. Before we dive into the conversation that I'm about to have, I would like to share with you something that was written by my dear friend, Giles Addison. Giles is a good friend of mine who lives in London and talks about mental health a lot in his Facebook and his Instagram, and he's just an all-out beautiful person. So here is something that he wrote to commemorate the Mental Health Awareness Week. It has been part of a series of things that he's been writing all week, and he's been talking about his experiences, his personal experiences. I will try and have him on for an episode one of these days, but here is something that he's written on mental health. It's Mental Health Awareness Week. How's yours? I really want you to think about that. Because you might not be ill, but you might not be 100% A-OK either. Because there is mental illness and then there is mental health. And the latter is something we all have. So, what is the difference between mental illness and mental health? Mental health refers to our emotional and psychological state how we feel socially, how we feel about ourselves, and how we interact with others. When we have good mental health, we are resilient. We can handle life's challenges and stresses, have meaningful relationships and make sound decisions. Mental health, like physical health, is important at every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence through adulthood and old age. Being mentally healthy is influenced by our life experiences, our relationships with others, our physical health, and our environment. Just as people may experience physical problems over the course of their lives, they may also experience emotional or mental health problems that affect their thinking, mood, and behaviors. This does not necessarily mean that a person who is going through a difficult time and is experiencing poor mental health has a mental illness. Although poor mental health can indeed lead to mental illnesses, just as good mental health can help one with a mental illness. The benefits of improving one's mental health are well worth the effort. We need to watch it and work on it with vim and vigor. It's like a sculpture made of clay. Ignore it and the beauty can fade away. Being mentally healthy helps you feel confident in your worth and abilities, accept your strengths and weaknesses, set realistic goals and create a sense of meaning and purpose in your life. It helps you see joy, feel blessings, know gratitude. Emotional health and mental health are closely intertwined and both can positively or negatively impact physical health as well. So all in all, your mental health being buoyantly healthy is paramount. Finally, just to say, I'm here for you. Should you need to turn this way? Others are too, I'm sure. Never feel like you must walk alone. There's only one of you. And you're beautiful. Remember that. Talk. Listen. Love. 
Joining me today is Nimo Ridahu from Kenya. Nimo, do you mind introducing yourself? Absolutely not. So I'm Nimo Gedahu from Kenya. We're actually Kenya via England or is it England via Kenya? Whichever. Listen, so my background is... is it, it must be England via Kenya. Kenya, right? No, yeah. It's Kenya via <laughs> Kenya England. By England. Yeah, because I was born here and then left and came back. So my background is in, in psychiatric nursing. I worked a lot with young people. That's where my, my, my training is, with young people. So I've you know, kind of run the gamut from um, schools to psychiatric units to the juvenile um, to London probation. So, you know, kind of always with mental health included. So really that's my background. And I've been, you know, and then trained for cognitive behavioral therapy so I've actually been doing um kind of in the mental health field for over 20 years now okay wow uh, that's that's a long time don't say that I'm young <laughs> no, no, it and uh, <laughs> yeah the reason why I actually reached out to you was because I I, I recently found out that you you had a background in psychiatric counseling and mental health right. uh, and I did not know this so yeah. we've, we've known each other for a little while yeah that's probably because when I came back from England uh, as you know mental health and I, and I think this is something we'll probably touch on later mental health is kind of like the poor relation in, in, in health let's say so people are more interested in the physical side of things so you know if someone says I've got cancer I've got you know, even a flu, people people will be more responsive to if you say, you know, I, I suffer from depression or, you know, I live with depression or the people are more, I know, we haven't reached where we need to get to with, with mental health. So, you know, when I came back, I tried setting up, uh, you know, something to do with mental health. So actually working with kids in schools um, in a program that I was running in England. But it was very difficult. And I think this is one of the things, you know, we've kind of discussed before, um, saying how the access to to services of mental health is ridiculously hard in in Kenya. And, and, and I think from listening to the, um, some of your guests um, in Africa. So, so that took a back seat and then I went into hoteling. <laughs> That's what I've kind of been doing since I came back, which is, yes. you know, enjoyed it but it's not where my heart is um you know so so that that's why you probably had no idea about my mental health training i didn't i had no idea and and you know the fact that you 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 went into hoteling was one of the reasons why i came to lamu now if if you do not know what lamu is it's a <laughs> tiny little island off the coast of kenya that is absolutely divine are you still in Lamu at the moment no so because of you know this uh, the rona coronavirus we had to move because i lost my job in in you know we, we don't have we're not getting tourists the flights were you know kind of um, stopped and all the rest of it so we're not getting any guests so we closed down the at the hotel of the bed and breakfast and um i hightailed it to a place called varisha which is in kirinyaga my mother's birthplace so i'm i'm back in the, you know kind of where my people come from you've gone back home i've got, well, basically I've, gone back I home have. And, and and not even my home because I've never really lived there. In fact, I was, I was, I was, I've been laughing a lot the last few, you know, kind of the last month, saying if my mother could, you know, if she came out of her urn, she'd be giggling 
uncontrollably that Werimo is actually living in in shags because I you know those people be shags never I am absolutely loving it absolutely I've got I bought goats we've planted so yeah yeah in the last month I've become a farmer you bought goats goats one dude and two chicks so you know we're getting there fantastic yeah, and, and I mean, we've been talking a lot uh, over the last couple of weeks about yeah. the International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, and Transphobia. Right. And I did this, it was meant to be a 10-day series, but it ended up being a 7-day series, which is f- absolutely fine okay. because we got uh, people from, how many countries are this? <laughs> Nine different countries right. across Africa to talk about mental health. Yeah. Uh, we had an episode in French, and I would like to thank Carlos for helping me with that. Uh, we had an episode in Arabic, yeah. and I would also like to thank Nizar for helping me with that. We had lots of interesting things that came out of the International Day Against uh, Homophobia, Biophobia and Transphobia. So I'm going to ask you this question. Yeah. What does Ida Hobbit mean to you? So for me, it is a day for celebration but more so a day for or a month a week you know and, and to be honest Anthony I'm, I'm these people who you know this mental health week or mental health they always say you know why do we, why is it just one day I mean I get it but it should be every day do you know what I mean but what it does mean to me yes. is, is is creating awareness education teaching people you know about the the, the, the LGBTQI community we need should start people need to learn people need to be educated people we need to create awareness and and but we also need to celebrate we also need to celebrate that we've got this absolutely fantastic community of cousins and brothers and sisters and and daughters and sons so there's this one day that has been put aside for us to celebrate and and to you know kind of to enjoy it but we also need to create awareness because we're not as far as i'm concerned we're not there yet we're not even halfway there yet and and you know the the day may 17th was it was actually picked because it's the day that the World Health Organization removed homosexuality from, from the, yes. as uh, you know as a, a mental, a mental health. disorder. Absolutely. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that before that, before then, anyone who showed who they really were as per sexuality, if you're not straight or heterosexual, you know these labels that we give each other just I think that's one of the problems that you were considered that, that you had a mental health issue do you know how crazy that sounds it, it just it's so insane it is insane let's use that word insane and and you know the, the weirdest thing about it is yeah. that it still happens up until today there yeah. are people who still consider yeah. homosexuality uh, bisexuality yeah. trans uh, being transgender as a mental illness and um we had Ida Hobbit on May 17th, and this is actually Mental Health Awareness Month. Let's talk about Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on what, I mean, the, the, the main theme for Mental Health Awareness Month so, this month is be kind. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? So be kind can be, you know, it can mean so many things. Can't it be kind to yourself, be kind to other people, be kind, you know, to animals, empathy. It brings up, you know, kind of things like empathy, care, love. To be kind, these things need to be in play as well. 
Do you know what I mean? That the, 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 there has to be love there. There has to be care. There needs to be understanding. There needs to be empathy. There needs to be, for, for you to be able to be kind, you need to, to have, these other things need to be there as well. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? And I think, you know, kind of, and, and, and with mental health, you know, it, you know, kind of, the, the, you asked me what I think or what my thoughts on mental health month are. And I think it's a kind of the same, it kind of runs parallels with the, the, the you know, kind of Idahobet Day or, 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 or the Pride Parades, that kind of thing. It's, you know, kind of aiming to get people talking about whatever issues there. So, for example, getting people to talk about their mental health, um, getting people to talk mm-hmm. about it so that we reduce the stigma um, so, 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 and, and to help and, and also to make sure that people aren't scared to ask for help. I think the, 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 the sad, one of the saddest things with, um, with mental health and mental well-being is the fear people have to ask for help. You know, the minute mm-hmm. people hear um, you know that you're seeing a therapist or a counselor, and 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 by the way, there, there's such this different um, profession. Yeah, absolutely, such dif- different disciplines. But people, the minute you say therapist, it, they don't. It, it brings up in Kenya, especially. If someone says therapist, mm-hmm. the first thing someone will say, madare. Mental health is so. You've got mild, for example, mild um, depression all the way to chronic depression, which is vastly different. But, you know, the minute you say you're searching for help, maybe even bereavement, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a, a counselor because of bereavement, you're immediately, immediately people decide that you're, you're, they've got the words like, Mwenda Wazimu, you're crazy, psychotic. So, you oh, know, yes, the, yes. The, the, these labels. So I think it's the, the Mental Health Month is also about, um, you know, kind of killing these 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 myths and and labels and and falsehoods about being able to ask for help or going to look for help and getting it um you know so uh, absolutely and ending ending the stigma on, on mental health issues yeah yeah, yeah completely completely yeah. i mean now let, let, let's talk about the series let's yeah. talk about the series of episodes that that we did for idaho right. when you listened to them what what were your thoughts on on what some of the things that uh, on on some of the things that were coming up i think one of the things that i think the first time i listened to the first episode one of the things i said to you was isn't it amazing that People, the first thing people will think about is the sexuality of a person as opposed to all these other things. And if we want to label someone, why aren't we labeling them the doctor or the artist or the, you know, why do we have to come down to? And I think that's one of the things that, that struck me was one of your first guests, you know, he, they, they spoke about his achievements. And I was sitting there, God was thinking, this, these are such amazing achievements. And then sitting there and thinking how people will reduce all that to he's gay or without looking at this person. And I think that one of the things that struck me a lot was was that this these people being reduced to name calling, like being called girls' names or being called, you know, all these things, but absolutely ignoring that other things this person is the positive things that this person is and not to say that being gay is negative but the way people talk about it it comes out as negative do you know what i mean 
So that's true. So that's one of the things. That's the main thing that that um, that struck me. The other thing that struck me was the difference between people who've had who've been able to have access to therapists versus people who haven't had therapy. The lady in England, uh, I forget, I'm, I'm rubbish with names. I barely remember your name, Anthony. Zeli, Zeli, Zeli from. Uh... Yeah, from Ethiopia. From Ethiopia, yes, but she she's she lives in England and she's you know so she's got yeah. access to this. But still, even being in a country so you know kind of developed or you know a Western country, there's still issues there. There's still the same issues that people are suffering here, but more so. But the access thing is so it's so dis- it's it's such a disappointment that that, that you know that the access to mental health for everyone is so ridiculously bad. Absolutely. And it was actually one of the main overarching issues that came up in the episodes. Mm. People do not have access to mental health services. They do not have access to to, to psychiatrists, psychologists, to counselors. And and one of the reasons why they do not have access to these services, these really essential services, is the fact that they're really expensive. Very expensive. Now, I'll tell you what, there are some people that I know, you know, including myself, that we charge, will charge on a, on, a, on a sliding scale, for example, which then means that, so for example, if a, a 15-year-old comes to me, or not 15, say 18-year-old, comes to me and says, I'd like um, to have therapy with you, but I'm not working. My parents think, you know, and I, I don't want to tell my parents that I'm coming to therapy because I'm trying to, I'm, 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 I'm figuring out my sexuality, let's say. But I'm not going to charge this person, but they do need the help. And I still need to pay bills. So then Anthony comes along and Anthony tells me I work for the BBC, I'm the chair or whatever, a big company, am I allowed to, <laughs> to say names? Of the name. Mm-hmm. But for example, yeah, you know, like I work for this big corporation, da, 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 da. what I'm charging you will cover this 18-year-old. So, so, so in a way, everyone is happy. My rent is getting paid. You're getting your therapy. The 18-year-old is getting the therapy as well. But not many people do this sliding scale thing. There does exist a pool of individuals who, yes. who would assess your current situations and decide how much to charge you or if to charge you at all. Yes. And there are and, there, but very few. And then again, it's finding out who is doing that. Exactly. So basically, so one of the call to actions that I should put out is the fact that I should put, because the, the, the issue of access is really, really, it's something that did come up quite yeah. quite a lot. And, I think it came and up the, in the, everyone. The, 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 it came up in every single episode. So. And the main yeah. thing that, that is preventing people from yeah. getting this access yeah. is the fact that they, they cannot afford it. So a call to action is if you are, uh, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, or providing any mental health yeah. services, and you're able to accommodate people yeah. based on on their needs, then yeah. it's it's something that they should reach out to. Um, you know, like the lawyers do. You know, they've got this pro bono thing. So if yes. if we could get 
something like that. And now, to be honest, Anthony, with all this online therapy, you know, with, with Corona, the way it's happening, it is possible because, you know, for, for some people, I guess, let me not generalize. So, for example, I'm not using an office, so I'm not going to charge for rent of an office. So my, my charges are going to come down, you know, and then and and, and, and just things like that. But if, if people could get to, you know, um, kind of like a group of therapists or counselors, just sit together and in different countries, because, again, online, we, 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 we become so global with this internet um, age that we can, you know, you can have therapy sessions with, you know, I'm in Kenya and have a therapy session with someone in, in, in the UK. But again, we need to sit down, you know, we need to kind of figure out how this sliding scale is done. I mean, I've got uh, colleagues who, who refuse to do it because they say, well, you know, you have someone who does have money but doesn't want to pay. And will therefore say that I can't afford it. But then there's also the other side, which which is also can be quite, um, you know, can be, happens a lot. Is if I'm giving you something for free, then you don't feel the need to work as hard as you would. So you know, you've got cancelled sessions, you've got sessions, you know. So people are not as serious. So it's it's something that needs to be worked on. But I think it is something that can happen, and I think it's it's so imperative because we do need everybody, everyone to be able to have access to mental health. I mean, the same way we say people should have access to, to doctors and to, to health. It, it's the yes. same thing. Everyone should have Absolutely. access to mental health. We all, whether it's, it's keeping your mental health well or whether you're getting help to, for an issue you're having, but we all need to have access to It's so important. It's so important. It is. Yeah. Uh, one of the other issues that really came up in the in the in the series was uh, the fact that activists, uh, especially and, and most of the people who were on the series were activists. Yeah. So activism and mental health. How can activists ensure that they take care of themselves while working towards improving the lives of other people? And that that job, yeah. I have done it for. I've done it for years. Yeah. It can be quite taxing. It is. Approach taking care of your mental health the same way you would your physical health. Anthony, you know a lot of people when they get a, the sniffles. And I need to chop a periton today. I have to take a periton tonight so that this thing doesn't get to me tomorrow. Same thing. The minute you need, first of all, okay, so you need to know yourself, number one. Mm -hmm. You need to know yourself. So you need to know. So like, for example, today I was meant, I was meant to be doing a whole heap of things, which when I woke up, I really did not have the energy to do it. I really didn't. And just knowing that you don't have that energy and, and, and keeping an eye on it. And is it just today that I don't have the energy or has this thing been going on for two days? Has this thing been going on for a week? And, and if it is, right. what else? Has been accompanying because it is, is it just low energy because you know I did a lot yesterday or is it low energy connected to my mood is it connected? so the first thing is you need to know we already know our bodies they are our bodies <laughs> so yes. but what we yes, need to start knowing is our mental health we need to know this is how I'm feeling this is this is what uh, what I can achieve today this is what I can and also asking for help a lot of activists I think that I know find it quite difficult to ask for help and I think that's for a number of reasons people not believing in your in your in your struggle or or just finding it difficult to you know everyone is looking at
that she has a strong person. This is, you know, and then finding it very difficult. Well, now if I ask for help, will people now think that I'm not this strong activist that I'm being? Do you know what I mean? So, so it's such a, but you have to, as activists, you have to, because the things you're hearing, you guys can be the first uh, port of call. So some of the things that you're going to be hearing or seeing are devastating for you, will have an impact on you. You know, will have an impact. The stories that you're hearing, you know, people are being killed. People are being, this corrective rape nonsense. You know, this and now you're hearing these things. Where are you then taking it? You know, and, and it's and, all staying inside, and you cannot do that. I mean, even we as therapists have to have supervision. You have to have supervision. So, so even for activists, they ha- would have to have um, a therapist. You know that, that that you see whether you decide to see them monthly or weekly or every two, every you know every second month or whatever. But just having that connection with someone who's able to tell you, okay, this feels a bit different. Like you say, it's not your normal energy loss. This feels like something more. Let's keep an eye on it. Here's a here's a, a chart where you can you can chart your mood, like mood charts. Follow that. Find out how because it could be, you know, you're just having one bad day. And it's not to do with your mental health. But then it could then be that it really is, but you keep pushing this issue back. And eventually it will come to the forefront. It will. Yeah. So it, it is always something, does. It always does. So I always say just approach taking care of your mental health the same way you would with your physical health. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Are there any practical examples or, or any practical solutions that you may have for LGBT people out there who are uh, who are trying to, who are struggling to to find themselves, who are struggling to 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 know their bodies, and are there any practical solutions that you may have as as uh, suggestions to people to 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 take care of themselves better? Absolutely. So first of all, connecting with others, developing strong support networks. That is such an important thing for everyone for everyone but especially for someone who will understand you know kind of will understand what your struggle is because you know if someone came to me for example and um was i mean you know they're an activist for something that i i didn't have an interest in i might not be able to support them as well as or there's only i can only support them up to a point whereas if You've got like a support group where, you know, you, you maybe have, have you're, you're, you're fighting the same issues or whatever. You'll be able to talk to each other and say, oh, yeah, 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 I've gone through this. This is what I did. Or this is what helped me. Or maybe try this. I heard someone else did this to help them. Do you know what I mean? So building support networks that will that, that, that hold you up. But that can also be the, the, the you know, friends will tell you, I, you know, you, you said we keep an eye on you when you start doing this, maybe call you out or maybe find out what's happening for you. Do you know what I mean? So, 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 for example, during my family therapy sessions, what I'll normally say is everyone in the room is um, everyone's um, guardian, for example. The people who know you the best are the ones or the people who are closest to you are the ones who will know when something is going wrong. How many times have you had a friend come up to you and you're not feeling that well and they say, hey, boss, what's up? Even if you haven't said to them you're not feeling all that um, cool. Do you know what I mean? So they're the ones when they'll be able to tell you, to call, you know, to, to call your attention to, hey, actually, yeah, I've been sad for the last seven days. Maybe there's something to it. So con- building networks, is, is support networks is very important. Or do not forget to play. 
play, 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 play. Do not be um, 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 so engrossed in, in the activism that there's no space left for anything else. Okay. Yeah, you have to have that time. That time for yourself. And whether it's 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 just you know kind of locking yourself in your room and reading a book or listening to music or whatever. Just have always have that time that you're doing something that you enjoy, and and, and that takes no thinking. There's you know some some people like things like Sudoku and stuff like that, which which requires thinking. Sometimes you just want to have thoughtless fun. You know, there's something that doesn't. Absolutely. Require thinking or, or, or a lot of energy and asking for help. This is the one that's one of the most important. Ask for help. As a strong person, I think people find it very hard to ask for help because people have already put you in this, in this, in this uh, box. This guy is so strong. This guy is so this. This guy, forgetting that even you have your issues going on or there's some things that you... Demons. Mean, demons going on. Absolutely. But then asking for help, then makes people start looking at you in a different way, which they don't. But in your head, you're thinking, hey, guys are going to start looking at me weirdly if I ask yes, for help. Yes. So people don't ask, but you have to ask for help, right? And then knowing, knowing who to, uh, uh, knowing the right person to ask for help. So I'm always saying to my daughter, you need to know, you, you've got very, very many different friends, but you need to know which friends are for what. So for example, you have friends who you might not be able to, tell your deep darkest secrets but you'll be able to sit with them and have a giggle for the, the you know for the for the whole day then you've got those friends who you know this one I can actually sit down and talk to and they'll be able to give me sound advice so knowing who who to go to as well having having your choosing the people you know okay this one will help you will be able to help me this this one will be able to help me with this other thing because now you know everyone is different you know some friends are for for sports, others are for deep conversations, others are for giggling. Do you know what I mean? Knowing who to go to is quite important. And then taking care of yourself, and which which I think to different people diff, means different things to different people. But I think taking care of your help also just yourself also just means for me, taking care of myself means knowing who I am. And that way I'm able to then navigate what it is I need to take care of. Right. Right. So, so I think, but for different people, taking care means I'll go to the spa, I'll have a, a, a pedicure, I'll have a manicure, I'll go and hang out with friends because I haven't hung out. So it means different things. But knowing, but I think, I think, it, all in all, in a nutshell, I think knowing yourself is one of the most important things. Knowing, knowing, knowing who you are, knowing who you are, and and really, really knowing, and not just knowing that one of yeah, I'm Nemo, I'm a therapist, I'm a mother, I'm this. But knowing who I am today, I'm, I'm feeling really upset. And, and, and is it something I've, you know, I'm feeling down? And is it something that I've done? Or is it something, an external thing? Is it an internal thing? But then actually, and not ignoring it. And you know, sometimes we confuse, say, anxiety with, 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 with. So you've got this, I've got this feeling in the pit of my stomach, but I just can't pinpoint what it is. Being able to pinpoint what that feel, being able to give that feeling a name. And once you do that, then you're able to navigate, I think, a lot better. And this is now where therapy comes in. You've got a therapist. And a therapist, a good therapist doesn't tell you what to do. Because a good therapist, you know, I'm always saying to people, because people will say to me, oh, so what should I do? And I say, well, I can't really tell you what to do. Because the truth is, when someone comes to see a therapist, they don't tell you everything about your life. So I can't give you advice 
on your life because I may be giving you advice, but without that important piece of information, what I can do is guide you. So give you, help you discover who you are or give you the tools to be able to sort out your issues as opposed to saying, okay, now go and break up with that guy. That's not my business. Do you know what I mean? For you to be able to get to that decision. So my role is to help guide you in, in, in another woman to guide you in decision making, but to give you the tools to be able to make those decisions. And whether the decision is right or wrong, because we can't always make right decisions, you have made that decision, informed decision. Right. You know what I mean? So being able to have the tools to make informed decisions, and even if it is a wrong decision, knowing, okay, so this is wrong, I knew this would happen, and these are the consequences, and this is what I need to deal with it for my wrong decision. But being able to do that, but not with someone that's saying, uh, Anthony, I think what you should do today is you go, and then that's not for me to say. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, building support networks, yeah. being able to play, asking for help, knowing the right person, yeah. and actually knowing yourself. Absolutely. Those are really, those are five really practical examples of things that we could do as individuals to to help ourselves just improve our own mental health. Absolutely. What was it one of your guests said? Evolving into a butterfly. Evolving and into a butterfly. I, to evolve into to a butterfly. Evolve, we are all evolving into butterflies and we need to be able to do this i, I love that saying so much <laughs> I use it, it was it was quite brilliant it, it really was yeah and then dealing with stress positively you know that there are positive and negative ways to deal with things i think sometimes we don't stop to think what it is we're doing and we deal with the situation negatively and then it just unravels yeah yeah so yeah yeah that is true do you have any final words? Um, yeah, I think, okay, so really we need to do more. And by we, I'm talking to the, to the allies out there, we really need to do a lot more in this fight. We need to create awareness. We need, and, and like I say, we need to create awareness for a young age. I am of the opinion that children, the minute they ask about love and marriage and sex is when we should start informing them about the different fantastic, wonderful types of people and sexuality that we have. And from that is, and I think that's the only way we're going to, to, to defeat this, this demon where we think that there's a whole society of people who are wrong or who are not right. And I think that's just one of the saddest things ever. Ever, ever, ever. We need to start teaching kids from nursery school, I think. They're clever. Mm. They get it. Okay. Uh, great. So basically starting from a, a young age, trying to to, in, um, to inform people, Absolutely. to inform our kids that to treat other other people yeah. better, to be kind. Yeah. And, and treat, yeah. Yeah. And exactly. And I think that's a form of us being kind to the kids by telling them the truth, by teaching them facts. Do you know what I mean? By teaching them empathy, if you can teach empathy, but by showing them that I think that the kids are the future. Like they say, the kids really are the future. I think that the ones who will, will, if ever we're going to be just one big happy community, I think it's the kids, but also it's the way we teach them. And I think it's very important that, that, that these things are brought into school. Sex education, they have to include, they must include the LGBTQ. They have to include it. It can't just be there's this and there's this and then that's the end. It is not unfair and it is not kind to them. 
Brilliant. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking your time. Thank you so much for helping me listen to these episodes. And um, and I will definitely be reaching out to you to to speak again on on the issues that we are raising. Excellent. Thank you so much, Anthony. This is my first podcast. I'm so excited. Oh wow! But <laughs> <laughs> I've really I've enjoyed listening and I've learned a lot as well. For this and more episodes of Padded Cell Podcast, go to paddedcellpodcast.life. Follow the podcast on Twitter at paddedcell underscore pod, Instagram at paddedcell.pod, and follow the Facebook page, Padded Cell Podcast. This week on Padded Cell, I shall be speaking to BC Alimi, a Nigerian activist who lives in the UK, about his life experiences, how he copes with his mental health and how he has been resilient in, in ensuring that his life means something and knowing that there is a purpose to his life.